0: everybody's talking with tea the talk show designed to engage educate empower and encourage the community is on
1: Greetings to all. Let's have a ball on the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music and much more. This is Tanisha Baker and I'm excited and delighted to be your host with the most of the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to the Christmas Eve edition of Talking With Tea. It's December 24th and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, late fashion designer Kate Spade, TV personality Ryan Seacrest and director Lee Daniels. Today on the national calendar is Christmas Eve and National Eggnog Day. For those that celebrate the Christmas season, I wish you a very merry, jolly and happy holiday full of love, family, cheer, gratitude and giving. This upcoming Wednesday starts Kwanzaa, which was started in 1966 as a way to focus on culture, history, and values. Kwanzaa is the Swahili word for first. It is a seven-day observance celebrating seven different principles. Today starts off with Umoja, which means unity. I will post the principle for each day including its meaning on my social media pages or you can check out all of the Kwanzaa principles on my website. The theme this month is Life is a Gift, focusing on life lessons and life inspirations. You are encouraged to make the best of this journey called life. Learn from it. Grow from it. Challenge yourself. Encourage yourself. But most of all, keep moving forward. And I don't care how slow you move. And as long as you're going forward, it's a move in the right direction. Remember that every day you have the power to say, this is not how my story ends. I'm wishing you bigger and better things as you embrace new challenges and set goals for the upcoming year. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. I want to offer congratulations to President Barack Obama as a recipient of the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award. I also read that he put on a Santa hat and surprise patients at a children's hospital in D.C. with gifts. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about. The humanitarian spirit, the kindness, the gentleness, the thoughtfulness. These are all qualities that should be in possession of a great leader. While we're on a positive note, let me go ahead and highlight that 26-year-old Nigerian, Silas Adakunle, who is credited for building the world's first gaming robot, is the highest paid robotics engineer in the world. In the whole world, I'm talking about at age 26, that is a tremendous accomplishment. Penny Marshall, who may be most known as co-star on Laverne and Shirley, but also movie director, passed away at the age of 75 due to complications from diabetes. At least 222 people have died and more than 800 injured due to a tsunami that hit Indonesia. I came across a rather disturbing story about a young lady named Vanessa Zopman, who was killed by her father in what was described as a fit of rage. The father had been out of her life for most of her life. And when Vanessa turned 18, she wanted to get in touch with him. Uh, She wanted to catch up and really build a relationship with the father that she barely knew. She eventually moved in with him. She soon learned that he was abusing his girlfriend named Liana Samlaw. The two ladies headed back to Vanessa's mom's, not knowing that they were being followed by her father, who eventually shot and killed them both. Many of us were hopeful that Governor Haslam would grant clemency to Centauria Brown. He granted it for 11, but not her. This was pretty disappointing, and I am giving Governor Haslam the real big side eye for this. Alex McNabb, an emergency medical technician in Virginia, who has made several racist remarks about his black patients on his neo-Nazi podcast, has been suspended without pay. Not fired, but he's suspended. Black residents in the area say they are worried that he might mistreat people if they receive care from such a racist person. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. I've been loving you the best
0: i
2: You me from the code. Inspire me with stories that's yet to be told Give me something I can hold on to Cause the view from here See it ain't what it used to be Got me doing things I don't usually do In the name of love, the closer we got See the more that we lost touch Test the time, show me what it's made of It's like you brought some but forgot the rest And that's the hard part for me to digest I know this love thing is a process And while relations with your father, they wasn't the best I can't blame him for all of this mess If that's a soft spot, I apologize In advance, plays your favorite song Cause I know you let it dance But I played myself thinking I could be your man That I could be your man I've
0: been loving you the best I The best I ever
3: All right, my friends, I have with me the know-it-all Professor Jay as we review Trending News on this Christmas Eve
2: edition of Talking with T. Professor Jay, good doctor, how are you? I am wonderfully well now that I have finished all of my retail exploits, and I'm just looking forward to spending time with family and friends over the next couple of days and enjoying holiday season.
3: All right, so you got all your Christmas shopping done. You don't
2: have to make any last-minute runs tomorrow. I. I think I may have to get an extra gift bag today, but other than that, okay. I am not. So it's going to be put stuff in gift bags, sign cards, and boom. It's and that's wrap. It. It's, it's, done. It. it's Yeah. I mean, this year, I think, surprisingly for me to have waited the last minute to do all of my shopping, it was the least stressful shopping year that I have had in a while. You know, it wasn't too bad for me this year either. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty um, much
3: done myself.
2: Strategically, well, not so much strategically, but it just so happened that the way my schedule was set up. Because, you know, I'm, I'm so busy and things. Yes, uh, yes. We do know this.
3: Uh-huh.
2: uh-huh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I actually started my shopping Saturday evening and okay. finished up most of it with the exception of that one gift bag I've got to get. Finished up most of it Sunday night. So
3: so the first story I want to share that was trending in the news this past week was about young black wrestler Andrew Johnson out of New Jersey, who was told by referee Alan Maloney that he had to cut off his locks or he couldn't compete. Now, this boy's locks were actually cut off on camera. And, of course, you can see the video through the link on our webpage. His coach argued with the ref, but eventually, as the clock ran down, Andrew agreed to have his hair cut. It's also said that this particular referee has known to be racist. And an update to the story came in Sunday evening where we learned that the ref has now been benched. I don't know if he's been totally suspended, and I know people are asking for that, but as of right now, he won't be reffing
2: any more matches. All right. So as someone who's been locked for going on, well, going on 15 years now? Yeah. I I I felt some type of way when I saw this story. First of all, if me cutting my hair was a prerequisite for me competing in anything, then I wouldn't be competing. Oh, you seem like you
3: would have known before the match. You know what I mean? It seems like it would have been a problem if that was an issue in this sport. If it weren't allowed, it seemed like he wouldn't have been able to get this far.
2: Right and 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 I can kind of see where that might be a might be an issue in wrestling mm-hmm. because you know with the the length of the lock and the whole idea of wrestling being a contact sport hair can very easily be grabbed and that's just I mean a risk that one has one would have to take if one is going to compete in such a sport Now, again, if it were me, knowing that I would have to cut my hair would be a prerequisite for me competing, I just wouldn't do it. I'm going to have to sit this one out. I'll find some other competition that will allow me to do whatever it is with my hair because, first of all, anybody who has gone through the journey of having locks knows that it is not a process that happens overnight. Right, that's what I was thinking. And then, you know, for a lot of us, our locks have meaning. They represent the the, the things that we go through, not just in terms of our hair, but in terms of life. Because right. I can even look at my own journey since 2004. My locks have been with me through good times, Through bad times, through difficulties, so hair tells a story, if you will. Mm. And it's not that I'm trying to be deep, but I'm just speaking from my own experience. (laughs) Well, it is (laughs) okay. And for somebody to tell me that I have to cut my hair in order to do something, and then for me to allow this individual take scissors. And cut my hair in front of all these people before I can do whatever it is. Mm. Eh, I don't know. I can't say that I would be willing to do that. I'd have to tell them, you know what, I'm just going to go and put on my regular clothes and enjoy the match. The rest of (laughs) y'all do what you do. I'm not cutting my hair. Yeah, you know...
3: I felt for him. And the thing, like you said, if it were a prerequisite, if he knew that coming in, then he would have had a choice. But evidently he had gone that far. And even if that were the case, I think maybe it could have been handled differently.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. This next story is pretty insane. A Florida sheriff's deputy, Terry Strong, who was once actually named officer of the year, and then he was hired as a school security guard after retiring. He killed his wife six-year-old granddaughter. Then he drives to his daughter's house, kills her. After all those killings, he killed himself in front of his colleagues, which there was some question after the fact of his mental state and brought up more mental health awareness among, you know, officers. But I kept reading it thinking, this is insane. How do you kill a six-year-old, your granddaughter? And I've been reading more and more stories where people who are suicidal aren't just taking their own lives, nor are they just taking lives of random strangers out of anger. They are killing people close to them, children.
2: I don't understand. And that's what I'm trying to wrap my mind around. Like you said, at one point, you know, we were hearing stories where people were merely killing themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: as you said, you know, it's moved beyond killing, not just killing yourself, but before you kill yourself, you got to go take out everybody who's connected to you. Right. And so this definitely speaks to the need for issues around mental health. Mm-hmm. Because anytime you want to take your own life, there's something going on in your mind coupled with the fact that you want to take not just your life but you want Mm -hmm. to take the lives of people who are innocent bystanders in the rest of your drama or instability as it were so this definitely again leads a call to addressing mental health issues among those of us who are in the helping professions, you know, teachers, police officers, people who put their lives on the line, people who give so much of themselves uh, for the good of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, yeah, I agree, Jay, and like I said, it's just I guess I don't understand it, and that's why I use the word insane or crazy, but I do know it has to be Some mental disconnect,
2: especially
3: for you to be able to take out a loved one. Right. Well, I'm going to move on. A black man named Paul McCown went to the bank, cashed his first paycheck. He was working at a grocery store. And when he got there, of course, since he didn't have an account, there are certain protocols, and most banks have them. He provided his two forms, of ID, fingerprint, and then the bank called his employer to verify. Well, the employer didn't answer, so when she couldn't reach him, this is the bank teller, she called 911. She reported him trying to cash a fraudulent check. The operator had asked her if he knew she was calling 911, and the teller told him no. The police came, handcuffed him, detained him, while they verified the check with his job, which, of course, turned out to be legitimate. The bank issued an apology. You know, we've heard that before. The sure. bank spokesperson mm, said they had 11 cases of fraud in the recent month and tellers were hyper vigilant. They said they had tried to reach out to Mr. McCown several times to apologize, but haven't heard that. I bet he's like, I'm not fixing to talk to y'all.
2: Right. And if I were him, I wouldn't be. Doing any sort of business with that particular bank ever again, and you know, from what I read, the amount of the check, you know, wasn't an exorbitant amount. It wasn't no, it was just yeah, from a grocery store, right. So, I mean, let let the man get his first check. I mean, a black a black man can't make an honest paycheck without being called to the carpet or. Okay, I just just got upset all over again.
3: Yeah, I know. He's like, you can't win for losing. Like you said, you go out and try to get an honest job, go cash your first little check in a legitimate place, the bank, you do all they ask you to do, and then you end up in handcuffs. Mm, I think not.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
3: well, Jay, I've tried to hold back, and, and I'm really not going to discuss your president per se. But I know, I know the long side. and That was a bit longer than normal, so I'm going to hurry up and get my little story out. We're in a government shutdown. Yeah, we're in another government shutdown. This is the third one this year, and it's predicted to continue until after Christmas. This is the third shutdown of the year, and I kept thinking, has that happened before? Maybe it has, and we just hadn't heard about it. I don't know. But it's all over that darn wall. Donald Trump is asking for $5 billion to build his now famous wall along the Mexican border, all that we've been hearing about since he was campaigning. And roughly 420,000 federal employees will work without pay this week as the shutdown continues. And then another 380,000 will be furloughed, possibly indefinitely, according to some congressional estimates. So this includes nearly all from NASA, from HUD, you know, the Housing and Urban Development, 41,000 mm-hmm. from the Commerce Department, also among those who will be furloughed, or 52,000 staffers at the Internal Revenue Service, slowing analysis and collection of hundreds of thousands of tax returns and audits. All I know is if people not able to get their tax returns this year, it's going to be a whole hot mess. Right. And and
2: and we are in the season where people are waiting for their W-2. Right. They're waiting right now. Checking the mail. Exactly. And do we have a toddler in the White House for the president? If he can't get his way, he's going to pitch a fit, and he's going to, you know, cause chaos, mayhem, and disorder. But interestingly enough, with this third shutdown, I was looking online in preparation for today's show. And one of the things that Popped up in my news feed was uh, Donald Trump criticizing President Obama during 2013 government shutdown. And mm-hmm. in his in his words, he says a shutdown falls on the president's lack of leadership. He can't even control his own party and get people together in a room. Well, that's what he a said. Uh huh. A shutdown means the president is weak, and this is the quote from 2013. Show well, what does he, he, is. he think now? Well, you know, Donald Trump thinks that he is the be-all end all of president, and this is an example of effective leadership in his opinion. All right. So okay. the tables have been turned here. Honestly, if you look at it, has he really provided effective leadership to the country? Every time you mm-hmm. turn around, somebody's either resigning from his administration, or is he or he's giving or he's giving them the boot. Now we're on our third government shutdown in his administration. What has he really done to move America forward? We stay in conflict with countries across the water and usually over pointless, peony stuff. So, yeah, I'm at a loss here. But Mm -hmm. I I feel for everyone who is affected by this government shutdown. And it's not even over something that's legit, a whole freaking wall. $5 billion. $5 billion. And let's think about this thing. If we think back to how people have wanted to get into the United States, they will get here by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. So you can build a wall, but we've seen instances where people have tunneled underground. Right, (laughs) right.
3: And my thing is, so a $5 billion wall, would it even be finished in his
2: lifetime? No. I I doubt Mm -hmm. that very seriously. And let me just throw this out here. I've seen a couple of memes online uh, that jokingly say that President Trump is offering student loan forgiveness to people who helped build the wall. And I've had a couple of Facebook friends who posted Say what now? Wait a minute. Say what? There's a meme that's out on Facebook. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it's not real. No. That says uh, with the caption, President Trump There's student loan forgiveness will be given to those who help build the wall. And then there's the whole me with the colon, and then underneath there's a picture of a man building a wall with little blocks or whatever. And the more I see that, again, the more I get offended. Mm -hmm. As, you know, someone who has student loan debt, am I willing to actually put myself out there like that at the expense? uh someone who may be attempting to come to this country for a better life to escape whatever he or she may be escaping. Again, I feel some type of way. But you right. know, since we're dealing with, you know, the great coma over let's move on because we don't wanna kill the holiday spirit. So yeah, we wanna move on to my last story, which is uh
3: after dumb criminal files or the crazy chronicles, however you wanna label it. You know, I'm not really maybe up on the rules for shoplifting. Maybe there's some protocols or some strategy to the whole thing, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the day the goal is not to get caught.
0: And so you have
3: these two Detroit women. They got caught stealing $1,900 worth of electronics from Target. The store was packed for an event so I I was thinking maybe they wanted to blend in. The thing is, the store was packed for the shop with a cop event in which police officers help disadvantaged children pick out Christmas presents. So they are shoplifting a Target that is full of policemen. They didn't even make it to their car. So I'm just, like I said, want to add this story to the dumb criminal files. I, I just thought of all the places, of all the targets,
2: of whatever, why would you go doing the shop with a copy? Then I'm just gonna say that maybe they didn't know it was a shop with a copy. Then I, I, I'm I'm just gonna give them that, not just justifying what they did because they stupid for shoplifting in Target. Let's just let's, well, let's just, let's just be clear.
3: Well, Jay, they said, and I thought about that. You know, maybe. They didn't realize that was going on, but they said that one of the ladies even spoke with an officer about how nice it was for them to be doing what they were doing. Later, they said that was just a distraction. So, no, they knew what was going on. I just, I have nothing, but we're just going to toss them on into the stupid criminal files and make that it for this bit. And, of course, I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And you know I'm going to say it.
1: Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeart Radio. In the meantime, and in between times, subscribe to Talking With T daily and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas means a little bit more. Dr. Seuss. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Teeth.